everyone, and welcome to another installment of the Ethicast. I'm your host, Bill Coffin. In August, the Tennessee Valley Authority, a self-funding corporate agency of the United States that provides electricity for nearly 10 million people across seven southeastern states, became the first federal agency to earn the compliance leader verification recognition from Ethisphere, validating TVA's government-leading efforts to build a transparent organization with a best-class ethics and compliance program. With me today to discuss this is David Fountain, TVA Executive Vice President and General Counsel, and Jan Brown, Director, Ethics and Compliance. David and Jan, thanks for joining us. And once again, congratulations on TVA's Compliance Leader Verification. Thanks very much, Bill. We're really pleased to be here and have a conversation with you this afternoon. Thank you and for the invitation. The first question I'd like to ask you is, what is the most interesting thing that you have learned about TVA's Ethics and Compliance Program while you were seeking the CLV recognition? Well, Bill, you know, uh, TVA has had a strong uh, ethics and compliance program. Jan Brown is the director of our ethics and compliance team here. And as a federal entity, we've got a number of uh, federal regulations and guidelines that we're required to comply with. So we already had a really strong uh, ethics and compliance program here at TVA. But we wanted to benchmark ourselves against the best, not just in the federal government, uh, but also across our uh, electric utility industry and across other industries as well. And so that's why it was important for us to work with Ethisphere around uh, identifying opportunities for improvement after they came through and did a benchmarking study for you know, best in class. Uh, and Jane and her team really worked extremely hard uh, over just a nine month period to uh, close those gaps and really uh, elevate the performance of our ethics and compliance program here at TVA even higher. And so one of the things that really surprised me um, uh, as we were going through the process is just the, uh, the dedication and focus of Jan and her team in completing um, all of the remarkable amount of work uh, in a very short period of time. And now their willingness to uh, accept the challenge to sustain it, right? We want to continue to get better. TVA is always a continuous improvement organization. We've been around for nearly 90 years serving uh, electricity and providing economic development and environmental stewardship across the seven states that we serve here uh, and uh, providing electricity to nearly 10 million people. So uh, innovation is at the core of uh, TVA and integrity is one of our core values. And so we want to continue to uh, innovate in ways that we promote our core value of integrity. Fantastic. Uh, now, as a self-funding corporate agency of the United States, what is the most meaningful way that your, your kind of unusual structure impacts the, the structure and the operation of your ethics compliance program? Well, you know, as I, as I referenced earlier, Bill, we've got uh, a number of uh, federal regulations that we're required to comply with. Um, uh, and even though we are a self-funded entity, we do not take any uh, appropriations or uh, taxpayer dollars or essentially uh, nearly completely funded by electric system revenues, uh, those regulations still apply to TVA. And so in some respects that has uh, enabled us to start from a strong foundation um, with our, with our uh, you know, ethics compliance program here at TVA. But we want to use the, uh, the ethosphere benchmarking work uh, as a way to springboard that into uh, an even higher level of performance. Indeed. Uh, uh, Jan, do you mind if I throw a question your way? Absolutely. Fantastic. So, you know, just going off of what, what David just mentioned, you know, that unusual structure uh, and the usual unusual operation uh, operating con conditions of the TVA, 
does that make your life as a chief ethics compliance officer like does it make it easier or make it harder does it make it simpler more complicated how does it impact your your business as usual you know it's this is the way we've always operated so i don't know if it's harder or easier but what i will <laughs> say is that you know tva employees we are proud to be employees of the federal government as well and mm -hmm. we are also proud to be public servants and so when they hear that you know, not only are we holding ourselves to a standard at TVA, but this is just what the employees in the executive branch do on a daily basis to show up and make sure that everything that we do, every decision we make, every action that we take, we're maintaining the, the public's trust. And so that is a message that we share all the time. So I don't know if it's easier or harder, but it's, it's who <laughs> we are, the pride that we have in serving our, our country. Indeed, Daniel, indeed. Here, Bill, is uh, that public service is a public trust, and that, that's been the way ever since TVA was formed in 1933. And so, uh, you know, we've got nearly 10,000 employees here at TVA who are not only uh, excited about TVA's unique mission of service uh, around what we call the three E's, uh, energy, environmental stewardship, and economic development, uh, but I think we could add a fourth E in there as well, ethics, uh, because mm -hmm. uh, we really have uh, done some really great things here. Um, uh, to to ensure that we've got a world-class uh, ethics compliance program. Indeed. Well, I can tell you, I live in New Jersey, so I am not a TVA power customer, but I benefit from the fact that I do business with people who you, who you do get their electricity from you. So I really appreciate the work that you all do. So, you know, as somebody from outside your, your initial remit, uh, thank you for your public service and thank you for what you're doing. You know, we're all in this together and this, what you do makes us all a little bit better. So thanks. Well, thank you very much for that, Bill. It is a real privilege to serve, uh, you know, in the federal capacity, uh, and that's the way all 10,000 of our employees feel. Now, I know that TVA works rather closely with more than 150 local power companies. How on earth do you establish best practices across such a broad array of partners? It seems like herding cats. Uh, well, you know, we, we do um, serve those 7 million Americans across excuse me, 10 million Americans across seven states through 153 local power companies. Uh, and, you know, local control is important to them. So even though we're a federal agency, we provide a lot of uh, autonomy to those local power companies to run their operations and their, um, and their businesses uh, in ways that work best for that community. Uh, however, we want to set the example for them on being best in class uh, in a number of things. Our operational performance, our nuclear performance, you know, TVA has the nation's third largest nuclear fleet and is, uh, we uh, generate nearly 40% of our electricity from carbon-free uh, nuclear generation. Um, and that extends to our, our transmission and operational excellence. We've had 99.999% reliability on our transmission system for over 20 years. And so we want to <laughs> hold ourselves out as the standard bearer, not only uh, when it comes to operations, but when, when it comes to uh, culture and particularly uh, safety and integrity and ethics. And so uh, while we don't regulate our local power companies around their ethics programs, we do try and uh, inform and educate them on best practices so that they can take those back and deploy them in ways that work best for their mm -hmm. local organizations. Now, Back in, uh, for our fall issue of Ethisphere Magazine, uh, I had the pleasure of speaking with your CEO, Jeff Lyash, um, and it was a terrific interview. Uh, I encourage everybody out in the audience to, to read the magazine, but 
in an interview, he described TVA as, quote, the original ESG company, end quote. And I just loved that a lot. So at a time when the concept of ESG is getting a fair bit of pushback from certain circles, how can an organization's ethics and compliance program show the value of, of ESG? Well, you know, I, I couldn't agree with Jeff more that, that, you know, TVA is one of the original ESG companies based on our mission that we were founded on. The TVA Act of 1933, we were founded on those three E's that I referenced, providing low-cost, reliable, resilient um, uh, energy, uh, environmental development, and economic stewardship. And it's really like the legs, the three legs of a stool. And so we've been doing this uh, for years. You know, we manage 652-mile uh, Tennessee River. We manage uh, about 300,000 acres of federal lands. Uh, we've got uh, the nation's, and in fact, North America's most biodiverse habitat right in our service territory. And so uh, we're doing a lot more than um, you know, just providing power. And we're using all of these resources together as a way to improve the lives of uh, not just our customers, the local power companies, but really all of the citizens across our uh, seven state service territory. Um, and so that's, to me, one of the critical parts of any ESG program. Mm -hmm. And in fact, uh, you know, we operate our ESG program uh, under the, uh, the mantra of uh, mission-driven performance uh, because we're all driven by our mission and we want to perform at a high level. Uh, mm -hmm. And there's a lot of um, uh, uh, elements of our ESG initiatives that fall under that umbrella. So it's really an exciting time to be here at, at TVA, continuing to work on, uh, on these initiatives and continuing to get better and better at everything that we Out do. Outstanding. Uh, Jan, do you have anything to add? I would just say, you know, particularly this fiscal year, we really started leaning in. We've been doing ESG since we were founded, but we've really been leaning in lately to establish a formal framework. And David is our executive sponsor for that. And we're having some amazing conversations within the organization just to say, okay, what is it that we're doing great? But also what is it that we need to do to further move the needle to ensure that what we're doing is sustainable and it's delivering value to all of our stakeholders? You know, just one yeah. example of of the unique nature of TVA, and I think of this as being an ESG initiative, probably under the S category, the social category. Um, you know, since the beginning of the pandemic, uh, TVA, because our board is appointed by the president and confirmed by the United States Senate, uh, has the authority of any other agency head. And as a result, our board is TVA's regulator. That gives us mm. the flexibility to be able to do things like um, uh, reduce rates a little bit during the pandemic. So because of the outstanding operational performance that TVA had uh, you know, throughout the pandemic, we've been able to provide uh, about a 2.5% pandemic recovery credit to all of our 153 local power companies. Uh, in addition, 147 of our local power companies out of the 153 have signed a 20-year agreement with TVA to continue to uh, receive their power from TVA. That those long-term partners have each received a 3.1% uh, rate reduction for yeah. their commitment to um, uh, partner with TVA for the next 20 years. So when you combine those two things, there's over a 5% rate reduction that TVA has been providing uh, to the Tennessee Valley for yeah. the, the, the three years. That's equated to nearly a $1.4 billion economic stimulus <laughs> in this region during the pandemic. I'm not aware of any other utility in the country that yeah. is effectively lowering rates for customers during a pandemic 
And meanwhile, you know, we've committed to hold our base rates flat through 2030 while we continue to reduce our carbon emissions. So that's a, just a tangible example of how we see yeah. ESG in operation here at TVA. You know, it's not just an aspiration. It's something mm -hmm. that we execute on. Well, three cheers to that, because that, that came at a time when people couldn't really use it. So that's fantastic news. Uh, just uh, my hat is off to you. That's fantastic. Thank you. Uh, so my next question, actually, Jan, I'd like to throw this one to you, if you don't mind. Uh, do you see the role of TVA's compliance program primarily as a way to manage risk or as a way to create value? Or are those really kind of the same thing? Yeah, so this question is an interesting question because what when I think about the ethics and compliance program, the role that we play, it's really about trust. We want to maintain our stakeholders' trust, and that's internal stakeholders, our employees, our most valuable asset, our external stakeholders. And if we maintain the trust, that means we are doing everything we can to minimize risk. Mm -hmm. We are doing everything that we can to add value. And so to me, just again, as David mentioned, mentioned earlier, that guiding principle of public service is a public trust. Trust is at the very heart of it. And if we maintain that trust, then we're doing what we need to do to manage the risk and to add the value. But I'll turn it over to David um, to add anything to that. No, I agree entirely with Jan here, Bill. Um, you know, it, it is a way to manage risk. You know, the legal function is a risk identification and mitigation function. And I, I view the ethics compliance function to be very similar to that. That's why mm -hmm. here at TVA, the ethics compliance function is housed within the office of the general counsel. And so we identify risk and the ways that we can provide value is not just mitigating risk, but also uh, proactively avoiding um, situations that uh, uh, elevate the risk profile of the organization, uh, not only at the macro level, but also at the individual business. Level. Yeah. Now, given all that TBA has done to grow and develop its compliance program, what advice do you have for others that are looking to do likewise within their own organizations? Yeah, I'll let Jan start with this one. She's been on the front lines here. Um, she uh, sure has. So, yeah. But she's got she's got some thoughts on this to share. The, the first thing I would say is don't be afraid to elevate your program. It can feel overwhelming when you, you know, look at the world's most ethical companies and see all the things that they are doing. But don't be afraid to roll up your sleeves and say, okay, first, just give me the honest truth. What do we look like? And where do we have those gaps? And then identify what's going to be most meaningful to your organization when you take that first step out. I mean, you can't do it all at one time, but find those three or four things that are really meaningful and start with the tone at the top. I mean, having my boss, the, the executive vice president and his colleagues saying, what is it that you need? in order to get this done, it was a relief because I didn't have to convince them of why this was a value add or mm -hmm. having the audit committee chair say, Jan, is everybody giving you what you need to do, what you need to do for a best in class program? It gives you the energy to continue to go forward. So don't be afraid to speak up, ask, and, and get the leadership buy-in. Yeah, I think that's exactly right, Jan. And um... You know, we, we have support for this uh, program at the board level, uh, you know, at the senior management level uh, and throughout the organization uh, with the different leaders across the nearly 10,000 employees we have at TVA. Uh, it all comes down, though, to uh, individual behaviors and accountability. And so that's why we have really focused on our communications program in particular as part of uh, our uh, initiative here over the past uh, 12 months in order to communicate uh, and provide tools to first-line supervisors 
but more importantly, provide uh, you know, messaging to uh, the individual frontline employees because ultimately uh, they need to see the value in the ethics compliance program. And you know, so far, fortunately, we've been very successful with that. We want to sustain that, and that's part of the challenge that we're looking forward to going forward. And you know, just as an example, David said communications. Our leadership team, our senior leadership team, all participated in videos where they talked about an ethical dilemma that they experienced in their career. And we have received so much feedback from our employees saying, thank you for allowing us to see our leaders and to hear how they navigated the dilemma. And I think it makes our leaders more approachable as well. So if someone is dealing with a challenge, they can go to David or one of his peers and say, hey, what do I do? Can you give me some tips and feel safe enough to do that? Yeah, and those videos uh, were done individually in you know two to three minute segments, so bite sized segments. Uh, we um, uh, communicated them out across the workforce over a period of uh, five or six months, and uh, that helped reinforce the message uh, over and over. Yeah. And then that uh, gave tools for leaders to use as discussion points when they were having team meetings, uh, and included an ethics moment along with, of course, uh, you know, safety as we're safety first organization. So we really, I think, have done a, a nice job. Uh, here at TVA of trying to integrate um, ethics into our uh, normal business practices, just like mm -hmm. we do safety, we think about ethics. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, David and Jen, once again, congratulations on a very much, very well-deserved recognition uh, to you and to all your colleagues. And thank you so much for joining us and sharing your insights with us today. Thank you so much, Bill. We've really enjoyed working with uh, Ethisphere and the talented staff there. And we look forward to our ongoing uh, partnership with you. I am Bill Coffin, and this has been the Ethicast. For more episodes, please visit the Ethisphere Resource Center at ethisphere.com slash resources. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time.